Welcome to What's Your Jersey Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji. Thanks, Meatballs, for tuning back in and for those new listeners. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I have an awesome episode for you. I feel like the month of November is just going to be super powerful, driven, hustler, just funny ass women because that's pretty much what I have today and I have lined up for the next few weeks. Um, my guest this week is awesome. She, uh, I wanted to say that she had big dick energy, but she corrected me on the podcast and said that she had big titty energy, and I like that better. Uh, yeah, she's an amazing comedian. Uh, she started out as a host. She's from Detroit, so shout out to those Detroit meatballs. I think you're going to enjoy this one. She's also Arab and tells a really, you know, cool story about her upbringing and just navigating the waters of the whole entertainment industry as a, um, you know, ethnic entertainer. Uh, she's also been on Extra and she was a host for HBO Boxing and news and just a bunch of stuff. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy my guest, Crystal Marie Denha. Uh, before we get to her, I hope you guys all had a happy Halloween. Um, I just got my voice back. It's been a rough week. No voice. Being Lady Gaga from A Star is Born with the main squeeze with no voice was <laughs> kind of, it was funny. It was punny. Um, but yeah, it was great. I don't know about any of you that are listening, if you've not been to, I guess you would call it a Halloween parade in West Hollywood, California on San Monica Boulevard. I finally went for the first time. Now I've lived here for 10 years. And I've lived up the street. Like, it's not like I had to drive far. It's not like I had to find parking. I literally had to walk down two blocks. Finally did it. Um, It was insane. I've never seen costumes like that. It reminded me, picture Mardi Gras on steroids, Adderall, and just all of the tequila. That's what it felt like. But there was also, it was cool because the streets were wider. So picture like Mardi Gras, but wider lot more people but there was families walking around I think it's because I went a little early I think I walked down at like nine o'clock but it was cool to see everyone out with their kids and celebrating because I'm not gonna lie I think we all know this a lot of crazy stuff has been happening for the past decade but more more so recently even this week with shootings I wanted to say um I'm sending love and prayers to the um, victims in Pittsburgh and to, you know, just Pittsburgh in general. It's really, really shitty. Um, and any way you can send your love or help out or, you know, just speak your voice about it, uh, I think would be great. Um, but just with everything going on, it makes me really sad that when you're, wa- I, the first thought I had when I was walking into this crowd of people was, oh my God, this is the perfect place for someone to just shoot us all up. And that sucks. And it makes me really, really, really angry. And I hate that. But I also love that everyone was kind of like, fuck it. Like, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate how awesome West Hollywood is. We're going to celebrate each other. Everyone just got so into it. I think my favorite costume, and please email me at whatsyourjerseypodcast at gmail.com to tell me what 
your favorite costume you saw this year was um there was a group of guys together wearing i I don't know if you meatballs remember the movie cool running it was about the jamaican bobsled team so they were all in the uniforms the jamaican bobsled uniforms but they had these black boxes around their waists and when they got together and sat down it looked like they were in a jamaican bobsled i love creative shit like that that was great we were walking on the street there was a mary poppins she was pretty awesome. Love that one. There was just a lot of creativity. There was just a school of cupcakes that walked by. A bunch of guys dressed in cupcakes, which it just made me hungry. Everything made me hungry about this. Because the cool thing about the West Hollywood Festival, they shut down Santa Monica Boulevard. And then all the bars and restaurants, like they were selling food on the street and beer. And it was just really fun. There was all these DJ stages. It was just really cool. Uh, we walked by the Abbey. It was insane. Tom Tom, the whole cast was there. It was a whole thing. Uh, so I hope you guys had a happy, healthy, and safe um, Halloween, I think. I also heard about it. We went to a UCLA soccer game. Y- go, Eucla. Uh, my brother's coach there last night. They won, which was pretty cool. Um, but he was telling us at dinner about the Switch Witch. I don't know if you guys know about this, but if you have kids and don't know about it, which you probably already know about it, it's a cool idea where you can like bargain with this toy witch. I guess it was on Shark Tank and um, your kids decide how much candy to give up to her. And then they might get a cool toy that they put on a list for the candy they gave up. So basically it's to get your kids to not eat all the sugar all night long on Halloween. Um, but it was really fun. I feel like everyone's getting really into it. I feel like the parents are more into it this year than the kids. I saw a lot of costumes, a lot of parents in costumes. My parents never dressed up. But I think the closest thing we came to it, we put a Hooters t-shirt on our dog Cosmo one year. But that was about it. Um, but I love it. I feel like everyone's in the spirit. Uh, now, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was at the Grove a week before Halloween and they were already putting the Christmas tree up. So get ready, guys. All the Christmas things, all the holiday things, it's happening. I don't know. It's too much for me. It's making everything go too fast. Uh, what's also happening fast, this football season, we do talk just enough sports. We talk Derek Rose. We talk Kardashian, Chloe, Tristan, cheating, scandal. We talk about Danny Amendola getting caught in pictures in Miami with a sports reporter. I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was just friendly. Who knows? But if I were Olivia Culpa, I'd be like, that's not cool, Danny. Don't do that. I'm shooting Sports Illustrated in Australia right now. Don't fuck this shit up. Um, but I like how she's not really saying anything um, in the press. And she's just living her best life in all her Instagram photos because she's stunning and perfect. So. Uh, so we talk about that later on in the podcast. But I just wanted to say to you guys just enough. So if you wonder why your boyfriend, your husband, your guy friends, your brother, why no one's paying attention to you on Saturday, it's one of the biggest weekends in college football. And just in case you don't give a shit about it and don't know anything about college football, I'm going to let you know these are the games they're going to be watching. Number one, Alabama at number three, LSU. Number six, Georgia. At number nine, Kentucky. And number four, Notre Dame at Northwestern. I feel like if you just say, hey, babe, are you going to watch the Notre Dame game? They'll be like, oh, wow, you're paying attention. They're number four. And that's just enough. That's all you need to know to look like you care. And I know you can Google all that shit after if you want. Um, Also, I just wanted to say last night, the 49ers uh, played the Raiders. Uh, Big shutout. And the quarterback, Nick 
Mullins, who prior to last night's game, if you, unless you were a Southern Miss football fan, which is where he went to school, um, then you probably would have no idea who this kid is. Um, He led the 49ers to a 34-3 win over the Raiders, which is crazy. This was his first game. Um, He was starting in place of their injured quarterback, C.J. Beathard. Bethard. Again, I know just enough. I don't know how to pronounce the name, Uh, but it's pretty cool. He got three touchdowns and his passer rating of 151.9 was the second highest in a pro debut since the 1970 NFL AFL merger. Pretty crazy. I know there's some 49ers fans listening. I know you're pretty excited about this. Haley Hansen, who's been on the podcast, she's a 49ers fan. Probably very excited. Um, but the funniest thing was, and I only got this fact again if you're not subscribed to Kendall Baker's sports internet blog, you need to be. Just look it up. It's so funny. He's so great, and he's probably going to sell it for millions and millions of dollars soon. So get on board. Um, the funniest thing about Nick Mullins, um, the saddest thing about the world we live in today, he wasn't verified on Twitter when he took to the field, but. Uh, during the third quarter, guess what? He got a blue check mark because he killed it in the game, and we only care about people killing it. And so I thought that was pretty insane. Anyway, uh, also, let me know what you guys want to hear about on Just Enough with Sports. I feel like I want to hear what you want to hear or talk about what you want to hear. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, I want to get to the podcast. I know there's probably a lot of stuff I'm forgetting, but um, before we get to everything, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening and coming on board. I'm working really hard to, you know, keep it fresh and keep it fun. And I learn so much from the people that I interview. I hope I'm feeding you facts and stories and stuff that just makes you forget about the shit that's going on in everyone's life. Um, I hope you don't have shit going on in your life. I hope your life is amazing and really happy and awesome. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to just sit back, relax, and just turn off and listen to other people. I also like to promote other podcasts I've been listening to. I'm obsessed with Dax Shepard's podcast, The Armchair Expert. I just listened to Amy Schumer's episode. It was a pretty good one. Uh, It's cool to listen to her just kind of be Amy Schumer. And I'm in the middle of Lena Dunham's. They have really good banter. I love him with Kristen Bell together. They're awesome. So shout out to that. I feel like everyone's listening to that podcast. That was not like that really needs a plug um but yeah i also want to say thank you thank you thank you to our sponsors i can't keep this podcast going without them and i love it when you guys support them i only have sponsors on here that you know have products that i use in everyday life and i honest to god bible i use everything that i talk about on this podcast i really really truly do and I force it on other people because I think the products are amazing so I just want to let you know I'm not feeding you anything that I wouldn't use in my everyday life and I'm just trying to make your lives better meatballs uh we have two sponsors this week we have fat fit fun i'll talk about that later in the podcast and give you all the juicy info on it but for now I just want to let you know sign up today for fat fit fun because the boxes are 
awesome and they always sell out so use my code wyj to get ten dollars off your first box again just go to fatfitfun.com sign up you start getting a box your life's so much better you're going to be living your best life again the promo code is wyj you get ten dollars off the first box that box is over two hundred dollars worth of merchandise like it's full of great stuff and it's only going to be $39.99 for you. So use the code WYJ. Uh, but you'll hear more about that later on. Something I have been so excited to talk to you guys about. Um, I got my scent bird uh, perfumes in the mail maybe a month ago. And they've changed my life. They've changed everyone's life around me. Because I definitely am much more pleasant to be around. And I smell amazing uh and this is something i love their site i love everyone that works for scentbird they're so awesome and accommodating and nice and i just talking to them on the phone you want to become friends with them and that's when you know it's a really good brand um but for those of you that don't know what scentbird is again it's s-c-e-n T-B-I-R-D. it's a luxury perfume subscription service which I mean, it literally feels like your birthday every single month when you get these things. Um, Like, ever walk by someone on the street and think, oh my God, that girl smells amazing. Although, I just saw a quote from Stephen King, and he said, stop using the word amazing. Everything's not amazing. But this stuff is so good, I'm going to use amazing. Okay? Trust me. It's awesome. Uh, The ones I got, I was the most excited. So, I've been wearing Tom Ford. Um perfume for probably I want to say since it's been released because I'm obsessed with Tom Ford uh so over a decade I've been wearing it but the thing is I'm a Gemini I like options I like not smelling the same every single day but you know sometimes Tom Ford can be a little uh expensive for me uh, a black noir, by the way, that's Tom Ford. I know he has a bunch of scents. So the cool thing about Scentbird was that, yes, I was able to order my Tom Ford perfume, but also I've been eyeing Narciso Rodriguez. I sometimes would switch to Nirvana by Elizabeth and James. Um, and that's the cool thing about this whole service is that you can switch your perfumes and you can, I put one in my purse. I put one in my gym bag when I'm going to teach. I put one in my office because you never know the boyfriend could be walking in and you're like, oh shit, I just came, came back from the gym and I'm kind of sweaty. So I, I want to spray something really quick. I put one there. I, I put one, you know, like we all have a ton of different purses, a ton of different accessories. So why wouldn't you have a ton of different perfumes on you? At all times. Um, I know I sound so excited because I am. It's just so good. And they smell amazing. And I, I've just never had anything like it. I mean, carrying around a huge bottle of perfume just isn't convenient, you know? And now you can. And the cool thing about Scent Bird is that they have 450 over, I think, 450 designer brands. And you choose one every month. And some of the brands, it's Gucci, Kate Spade, Prada. Like, and they have other really cool brands I had never heard of um, that are just fun to try out. And they'll send you a 30-day supply 
which if you're not good at math, that means that's 120 sprays. So you just always smell great. And it's free shipping all the time. You don't have to go to the department store. You don't have to leave your house, which is what we crave in 2018. Another thing they have on the site that I discovered when I was going through, they have other products that are just made by Scentbird. And I cannot tell you, I am so obsessed with their hand cream. They have this. It's two of my favorite things. It's called Prosecco Rose. And it smells so good. And it makes me feel like I'm just constantly on the Italian Riviera. Like it makes me feel like I'm hanging out with George Clooney on Lake Como every single time I put this Prosecco Rose hand cream on. So they have really cool products. They have candles. They have all this stuff. And now they're also introducing makeup. It's just awesome. Just get into it. Um, I'm into it. I love it. I love it so much. I could do an entire podcast about Scentbird. Uh, Anyway. That's why I use scentbird.com. Again, it's S-C-E-N-T, bird, B-I-R-D, dot com. And with my promo code, you'll get 50% off your first month today. Just do it today. Which is, again, for those non-math people like myself, that's only $7.50 for your first perfume. So it's scent, S-C-E-N-T, bird.com slash jersey j-e-r-s-e-y again use my code jersey for 50 percent off your first month that's like an early birthday present from me it's an early christmas present an early hanukkah kwanzaa present whatever you celebrate present from me when you use the code jersey again you're gonna smell amazing and i'm dropping amazing because it's amazing so i'm using it Go to Semperd. I love it. I love you, meatballs. You're going to love Crystal. She literally, I felt like I had a Disney princess sitting on my couch when I was interviewing her. She's just stunning, but she has this cool dichotomy, and we talk about it, where she's rough, and she was bullied, and she did bully people at a certain point, and she's tough and hustled and left where she came from and created a whole life for herself out in Los Angeles, and I think you guys are going to like her because she's not what you picture when you see her. And again, if you want to follow me on social media, it's at Jacqueline Marfuji, J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I um, on Instagram, Twitter, all those things. And I, I'll be posting pictures and videos from our interview. And again, if you want to just say hi, email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com. So meatballs, enjoy Crystal Marie Denha. Oh, meatballs. I am so very delighted. I'm, I'm a little turned on because my guest is so slamming. I'm not going to lie. Right. Jacqueline, is that why you made me these meatballs? <laughs> That's how I lure. You're seducing me? I'm seducing you. Is it working? Is <laughs> it, it is. me? Is it I've Brittany? never had a woman cook for me, so I'm into it. <laughs> very. And you have these Reese's Pieces for dessert, and then you have the St. Brittany candle. It's like this is a dream come true for me. I know. It's like your wedding day. It is. Right? It is. Or like the bachelorette part before the wedding day sure what's the mo- whatever's the most exciting part yeah that's, that's what day it is i think it's the getting ready part okay yeah, yeah. i like the getting ready more than the going out okay. most of the time that's interesting yeah i'm gonna introduce you oh okay, sure <laughs> that might be that'd be that'd be nice that'd be nice right <laughs> i mean i could list all your credits i'll list some uh, uh sure 
My most favorite is HBO Boxing. You used yeah. to host for them because, you know, we like sports here on this podcast. Yeah, so I can tell. We respect the shit out of that. Uh-huh. Uh, you've been on Extra. You've done um, the Flipside series, which oh, I've yeah. been on too. Which is crazy that we, don't, we didn't know each other prior because that was a while ago. That was a really long time. Yeah. Um, but my favorite credit of yours right now, besides all your fabulous hosting gigs, is that you're a fucking hilarious stand-up comedian. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you. And you're I'm a so happy you got to see me perform I was like I don't really want to do the podcast until she's seen my style because what if I do my style my uh comedy in front of her and then she's like fuck this bitch can I I cuss on here by the way I mean you could do whatever you want on here okay good good right this is your hour thank you this is all about you everyone just so you guys know Jacqueline has a giant glass of red wine beside her right now so things are gonna get a little nasty today things are gonna happen yeah nasty in a good way Chris oh everyone meatballs welcome Crystal Marie (laughs) (laughs) Denha Crystal Marie Denha yeah, Denna to the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. I'm so excited. We finally made it happen. We did. I've been I've been harassing Crystal for a while, and I feel like your podcast is uber popular. You're like, let me bring Crystal, and then you forgot about me. <laughs> You're like, I have other much more famous people I'm going to have on, and then I'll come back and circle back. It, exactly. It worked. It, that's what it happened. Worked beautifully. Timing is everything. It really is. Also, Crystal, we found out lives less than five minutes from me. Yeah, she yeah. could have walked here. I could have, but I yeah. Ubered. But you're uh, a boss, like a gentleman. Yeah, you look great. <laughs> Who wants to work up a Thank sweat? You, right, it's, especially with a full face of makeup on. It's so. November first, and probably 85 degrees outside. Yeah, yeah. here in it's West Hollywood. Hot as fuck. Can you tell me, balls, why you aren't drinking red? wine with me so I was in Detroit and I split my lip open and it's funny because I was like telling people different story every person I tell a different story because I'm so embarrassed I'm like yeah it's something so stupid it just my lip got so fucking dry that it split open I had to get stitches in it and no one believes you no they believe me but they're like you're an idiot why don't you just put Vaseline on your lips or they just don't realize that once I step foot in Detroit I just turn into a thug And thugs don't use Vaseline on their lips. So. Well, that's the best dichotomy about you. Yeah. Is because you look at you and you look like this precious doll. Thank you. That just, you know, just steps outside and like, just like Cinderella, just with oh, wow. birds fixing her hair and, you know, <laughs> just everything. Like you're like a walking, what a Kardashian would want to look like naturally, but you just do. Thank you. Yeah. My nose is fake though, for the record. So oh my God. It's not I'm... all that. Na- I mean, my body's all natural. Yeah. My nose is fake as fuck. I love it. And I've had Botox in my forehead. So I mean, so I'm have not, I. Yeah. I'm not completely natural. You've but... had maintenance. Yeah. But little, that's little it. finesse job, I call it. I love maintenance. Yeah. I was brought up being told maintenance is key. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I'm not against it no. you know, at all. I think if you do it and you can do it naturally and still look like yourself, um, I think that, that it's, it can be a great thing. And has anyone ever like told you to fix these things or were these things that you just wanted to like do for yourself? You know, I'm Arab and, uh, growing up, I hated looking Arab. I just wanted to look like all the white girls, which this is kind of sad. Yeah. And so I was like, uh. Well, I grew up in the high school I went to was West Bloomfield in West Bloomfield, which is a very beautiful area. It's a suburb of Detroit. Yeah. So people hear Detroit and they're like, oh, this bitch is ghetto. Like when I was a child, the area we lived in wasn't the greatest. But as a teen, we lived in a very nice area. Mm. Um, The suburbs of Detroit are just absolutely gorgeous. West Bloomfield is not like the best. There's like Bloomfield Hills and Birmingham, Michigan, which are just they're gorgeous. And it's like one of the Oakland County, Michigan is one of the richest counties in the entire nation. So, um, it's great. So I went to school with like a lot of really rich white girls that were just like absolutely beautiful. And, um, I don't know if they had early on nose jobs or what it was, but I always wanted to look like them. So when I was like 22, 
Um, I got a nose job. I regret it now, to be honest. I wish really? I would have never. Well, now I love that I'm ethnic. You know, I think growing up, you know, with um, now I feel like people are finally starting to accept minorities a little bit more. But growing up, I always felt like the weird kid. Because uh-huh. my mom sent us to the school where none of the Arab kids were. Cause she didn't want us to just hang out with Arab kids. She wanted us. My mom was a teacher, is still is a teacher. Um, so she wanted to hang out, us to hang out with all different walks of life to really learn from different types of people and what their upbringings were like. So, And the Arab kids I grew up with were troublemakers. Really? So she was like, get these, you know, I was one of the troublemakers too, but not until I got to high school. Um, but in middle school, yeah, we, we went to uh, all the, they were all, Jewish and just white just that's pretty much what I went yeah. to also definitely yeah. and I always wanted to look like all the other girls yeah and tried to I had bleach blonde hair at yeah. like senior year just tried to make it all like them and now I feel like finally once I hit like 30 I've started to lean in more to yeah just, 30s I always tell people 30s and when I was in my 20s anyone I was friends with because all my friends have always been older than me they always said you're gonna love your 30s way more than your 20s and I was like yeah right I have the <laughs> tightest pussy right now <laughs> I have to work out one day a week and I keep my body tight no way I'm gonna like my 30s more and boy were they right I mean I love my 30s way more than my 20s because you know who you are you're a woman totally you're a woman you're like yes you don't sweat the small stuff no. as much. I'm not right. saying I don't have like moments. insane moments yeah. where I lose my mind. Yeah. You know, but I, I definitely feel like 30s, you're more like, I got this. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just are who you are. And that was my favorite thing. You mentioned in the beginning that you didn't really want to come on until I saw your stand up. And I'm so happy I waited until I saw well, it. People think I'm not going to be good at stand up when they meet me. Mm-hmm. They're like, she's got to be a bimbo or what does this bitch have to talk about? She probably talks a lot about sucking dick or whatever. I don't know what goes through their minds. But whenever people watch me, it's like I wasn't expecting that is always the response I'll get from people. Um, so I get excited when people come up, even if I have a bad set, I don't care. I just like them to know my style. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Exactly. Because after seeing all your jokes, even if you do have a bad set, which you had a phenomenal set, you closed Thank out you. the show we were on together yeah. and killed it. Thank you. Um, you still know you're a good joke writer and that you're a strong presence and that maybe it just didn't like hit well with yeah. the crowd, but you can tell that you got the goods. Yeah, thank you. You know, and I, it's funny, I had the opposite outlook on you before I saw you you go up. I thought you were going to kill it just because, I don't know if you remember this, the first time we met, I was at a screening and you were working the red carpet. I was with Dana Moon. Oh, that so you it kind was, of saw me do I saw well, you. Well, that was all improv. Yeah, but okay, like okay. people. Yeah. And that Oh, that's I forgot that yeah, was you. I literally Yeah, Can we, we talk about how Dana Moon is just the fucking cutest human being in the she world. She really is. I really really like that girl. She was my first um comic friend. She, she really was? embraced me when I started. She really embraced me. Well, she when she introduced <laughs> my ring just got stuck on the pillow that's cool when she introduced me before walking up to you she because i was just i saw you from across the room and i'm nearsighted that's how hot crystal is stop it. like i could tell (laughs) without my glasses on that not even hot like i feel like that's discrediting like your beauty like you you just are a presence thank you i appreciate that i feel the same about you it's funny nicole amy was at my house for breakfast and i said um I really like, am I, do I say your name right? Marfugi? Marfugi. Marfugi. Like the Fuji. I said, I really like Jacqueline Marfugi. I don't know her very well, but yeah. I really like her. How do you feel about her? And she said, 
she's the sweetest, most genuine person. And then she's like, that bitch is so beautiful. Oh my God. But she's not, but she, she said, but she's so beautiful where she could be a cunt, but she's not. She's so beautiful and she's the sweetest human being. So I was like, that's a great compliment. I hope someone says that I'm beautiful enough to have the cunt card. (laughs) Um, but that I'm still smart. I mean, still nice. Yeah. So, uh, it's great. You have a great, you know, people have great things to say about you. And I think in in an industry where people want any excuse to say bad things about people, uh, it's a beautiful thing when people can only say nice things about you. So, um, that's how I feel people speak about you very highly. So, um, it's been a treat. I mean, I feel like we'll get to know each other a little bit better, especially now that we know we're neighbors. Yeah. (laughs) It's also nice to meet a comic, a female comic who is in a relationship. Well, that is another reason why I wanted to talk to you and have you on because I wanted your perspective on that because seeing your set, you didn't pretend you were single. No, you don't, you know, just not talk about what's going on in your life. And I had a really hard time once I got into a committed long-term relationship transitioning into talking about that Mm -hmm. because there's so much funny shit that happens when you're single and you're dating and everyone can kind of laugh with you and feel bad for you and you know what was me and you the way you just land those jokes and the confidence and power and stillness you have on stage Mm -hmm. where you're just talking about your life with your man yeah I mean if you want you could tell even some of the story well it's funny I won't give the punchlines but I will say this I go hard on my man but a lot of it comes from a place of truth and people will message me too after shows and they'll say girl you should change your jokes your man's gonna leave you (laughs) (laughs) and I'm always like trust me he's not fucking going anywhere Um, you're like I'm good but it's it takes a very and I'm sure you are you know you know this because you're in a relationship it takes a very secure man to be in a relationship a serious relationship with a woman who airs their dirty laundry on stage every night Mm. um and i just got so lucky because he is just nothing bothers him even when i'm like flirting or it doesn't he's like that's just her weird persona yeah and he's like but i he knows i'll never cheat on him Mm -hmm. he knows that at the end of the day i'm his and when i crack jokes on stage he's like this is what he says as long as it's funny and it hits you can do the joke If you're doing a joke that's not that funny and it's shitting on me, I don't want you doing it. So sadly for him, my best joke right now shits on him so hard. Um, And (laughs) it's funny, but he's like, it hits. It's your best joke because everyone always comes up to me and that's a joke that they, uh, it's a joke just in regards to our relationship and how when we started dating, he was broke. I made all the money and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I helped you know, launch his career. So Mm -hmm. now he's making great money and just getting into how, you know, if you're going to date down, you got to keep that motherfucker down is pretty much the gist of the joke. So he, uh, it's such a mean joke to him, but it just, it's such a good joke. I mean, for, for not to toot my own horn, it's my favorite joke. Um, and it just, uh, yeah, he can't say shit. There was a joke once where I was like, he's bad in bed and uh it didn't hit so hard and it wasn't that creative or original of a concept so he asked me to take it out and i did so that's the only time he's ever asked me to take a joke out um if i feel like he's being unreasonable i'll tell him to go fuck himself but he's never been that way so um i can't imagine being in you know it the roles being reversed where he's shitting on me on stage that would be tough for me but i guess if it was his passion and his you know way of life then I would be okay with it eventually but it would be hard yeah I'm definitely a more insecure person than he is 
Which is so shocking looking at you. Well, he, it is hard though when you date someone and you are kind of like the one that's in control of everything. And then out of nowhere, everyone wants a piece of him because he's become wildly successful and he's getting write-ups and Forbes and all this shit. It just kind of happened out of nowhere. It's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. I cry. Sometimes I'll just cry. I'll be like, I'm so proud of you. You know, but at the same time, it's just different. When I first started dating a lot of my L.A. friends were like, why are you dating him? You should be dating because at the time I was on TV. So like, you should be dating an actor. It'll help like, you know, catapult your career or why don't you date like a big writer or something? They wanted me to date someone in the industry mm. where we could be like a power couple. Yeah. Um you're like, have you seen Ben Affleck and J-Lo? That doesn't work. Yeah, it does. It's just <laughs> it's also it's like the two dynamics, like both of you needing attention. Because I feel like everyone in entertainment is somewhat a bit of a narcissist. Maybe we have a little to be bit, a yeah. little bit. Especially comics, we're on stage every night talking about ourselves. Look at me, yeah. laugh at me. Look at me, laugh at me. I'm a clown. <laughs> hey, it's like one of the hardest jobs in the world, but yet we're all so addicted to it. Oh you know? yeah, because there's nothing like it. Nothing, nothing like that first fucking. Just laugh, just no, oh, nothing yeah, like it. And no, that's why great. we keep doing it. Yeah. One of the reasons. We're chasing that. Yeah, we are. It is one of the reasons. Yeah, there's it's it's interesting. Well, I want to know because I know there's a lot of meatballs that listen. I call my listeners meatballs. Yeah. Uh that <laughs> Hey meatballs. <laughs> hey. Um that are single and maybe yeah. looking to date and are maybe passing over some guys mm-hmm. because they're looking for the shiny toy object right. or the actor. Right. Like what made you be like, Oh no, this guy, this guy's for me and not listen to your friends. It, what's interesting is I had dated, I went for all the sh- shiny toys. Yeah. They are the worst in bed. <laughs> They are selfish as shit. Mm. I'm a big giver. I feel like you are too because you were raised Italian. Yeah. Or you're Italian. Yeah. And to I'm, a fault. Yeah. I mean, like I'm codependency. Yeah. It's <laughs> a thing we're working on. <laughs> well, I'm Middle Eastern. We're raised to cater to men. Oh, yeah. And so I have to be careful to not be around people. And this goes for girlfriends too who are big takers because mm. I'm a psychotically generous giver. Yeah. Okay. And so, and then I'll give to the point where I'm like, one day I'll wake up, I'll be like, what has this bitch ever done for me? Hmm. And then I'll be like, I get so turned off and never want to see that person. Oh, again. dead to me. So that's why I'm like, I need to stop doing that because at the same time, it's my own fault. Yeah. Cause I'm just giving, 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 giving. I should recognize in someone within the first two times you give, if they would ever reciprocate, if they were in a position. And it's not about like give, take, give, take. Right. It's not, you're expecting anything, but you also don't want to be taken advantage and of. It's not, and you're exactly right. It, that, and that's why you have to stop if you feel like then you're putting expectations on them. Yeah. But I do look at it like I did all of this for you and I see you throwing a bone to 20 people who haven't done shit for you mm-hmm. and you haven't thrown me a bone once. I'd like a bone. Give me a fucking bone. <laughs> I feel that way too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I recognize that. And I don't, now I don't, I don't really just cut people off for it, but I do kind of, you know, pull away a little bit. And you got to think too, think of the amount of time you put into helping other people where you could just put that on yourself, you know? So now I try to wait, make sure someone's in my life, like a good amount of time before I help them in any way Mm -hmm. because you don't want people then being friends with you just because they know you are well connected or can do things for them do you know what I mean well I look at it I feel like there might have been a Tiffany Haddish blowjob joke that's similar to this idea Uh but any relationship that you have whether it be platonic friends boyfriend whatever 
you need it's like building a house you need a foundation right and if you're starting it doing favors for each other uh-huh. there's no like cement block foundation no. to stand on and that relationship is gonna collapse right because there's no loyalty there's right. nothing there's nothing gluing you together you know when shit doesn't work out you still have that bond right and so no i agree you know who i'm extremely loyal to who i feel like most of you meatballs are loyal to also is fab fit fun uh, this is a great foundation just for your entire life. Not foundation for the face, foundation for your life, your soul, your body, everything. It's just got all of the necessities to just be happier and feel healthier and prettier and shinier and all the things. Um, it's Fat Fit Fun is a seasonal subscription box. It's delivered four times a year with, guys, full size fashion, beauty, home, fitness, and wellness products for just $49.99 a box. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I teach fitness classes. I preach self-care. I love some fashion. I definitely love to ask my guests, which you'll hear Crystal talk about all of the makeup things she uses and how she keeps her body in check. But I love beauty things. Any secrets or tips that I can help you with to just feel a little better about yourself, I'm down to talk about. Um, and that's why I love Fat Fit Fun so much. I feel like it just embodies just the the strong, powerful women that we are in 2018. Um, and the cool thing about it is I don't know everything about beauty and fashion. I love discovering the new products that are in the box. There's so many products I've fallen in love with. I mean, just to name a few, they have these glam glow beauty face sheets that bubble up. They're really fun. They make you feel amazing. Uh, I'm obsessed. I just got the FabFitFun Fall Editor's Box. And there's this awesome... I've never worn an eye mask to sleep in. And there's this awesome Free People Leather eye mask um it has stars embroidered on it the other flip side that you put on your face is so soft i recently wore it when i was so busy and had to get sleep when i didn't want to sleep um and it definitely helped me out i have been rocking the vince commuto bags that come in it i think the bags are over 200 dollars themselves full retail but they're in the box they're amazing. Uh, Tarte, which is one of my favorite cosmetic companies. They're featured in the box. You can get stuff from Kula, um, Pure One Imports, Kate Somerville. I, I definitely use the Kate Somerville Exfoliate that came in my box. Obsessed. There's so many great products. Michael Stars, Cargo Cosmetics, Alimis, Kula, just everything. So much more than what I just said. Anyway, I... I definitely have been saved by this box recently because I've been so on the go and I haven't had time to head. I usually go to the Beverly Center and like clean out the Sephora and the Macy's makeup department there. I haven't had time for any of that. Thank God I had the FabFitFun box though because everything I've needed over the past few weeks, especially to get me through this past Halloween weekend, week, whatever you want to call it, um, everything was in there. There was lip gloss for me. There was all the beauty facial sheets. So I felt ready to go. I wasn't feeling well. I was under the weather and I was using all of their amazing. There's God, I'm looking through my box right now because I don't want to pronounce it wrong. There's a detox 
bath. It's called yoga. And I love that it's from Kuchio Somatology. And it's made with Greek, I, I'm going to say this wrong, Mestiha, Mediterranean sea salts, and goji berry extract. This thing made me feel so much better. I took a bath with it and I was able to just relax and detox and, you know, just, just self-care it up. Um, so it definitely came in handy this week because I didn't have to go anywhere and I just had everything already delivered in my FabFitFun box to just make me feel better about myself when I was under the weather and still having to be on the go. I definitely recommend it. Also, if you want to, I don't know, give it to your daughter, send your daughter a FabFitFun box. I know everyone's at college right now, but the holidays are coming up. That's a cool thing. It's such a good gift to send a friend, to send a new mom. I mean, if you're a new mom, you do not have time to go to all your favorite stores. So why not send your new mom friend a FabFitFun box full of everything she'd want to play with and have? And also, it's really fun if you have kids that are, you know, a little bit older. It's fun for them to open the box. And I let one of my nieces do it. Um, and it was just so much more fun to see her, like through her eyes, how excited she was about all the products. Um, it's just so great. And I love this company. Um, I love being a FabFitFun partner, I guess you would say. Again, it's full-size products, no samples. It's such a good value. And I stand by all the stuff that's in the box. So again, sign up for FabFitFun today. The boxes are awesome and they always sell out. So do it as soon as you can. It's the guys, the holiday season's here. It's already November. So do it, do it, do it ASAP. Um, my code is WYJ and you get $10 off your first box. So just go to fabfitfun.com, sign up, start getting the box for a self-care life well lived. Again, my promo code is WYJ. You get $10 off. The box is worth over $200. So you're only getting the box for $39.99. Go to FabFitFun. I recommend it. You, you can thank me later. Now back to Crystal. I think she's going to talk about her fiance now. But with my fiance, we met because I used to host a show um, for him. It was called What the F Facts. He used to produce. He doesn't produce anymore. Um, we were both seeing each other at the time. Plus, I don't ever date people I'm working with. Like, yeah. If I was ever single, I would never fuck with comics just because then I got to see you. And I don't, don't shit where you. I don't want to see who you're dating next if we break up. I don't like that. You probably shit. will. Yeah. That's just it's the- we're gonna cross paths. <laughs> Every ex I have in this town, I never cross paths with them, and it's fucking amazing. That's good advice, people. Yeah. So I, it's such a sloppy thing. Relationships are hard enough. Okay, mm. and ninety nine point nine percent of them don't work out so why the fuck are you with with how you know because what you end up with one person essentially i mean maybe a couple if you get divorced but it's just such a sloppy thing and being i've been on the other side i have dated some comics before i started doing comedy though like i I, dated comics before i did comedy yeah that i that i'm fine with because it was 10 years ago so if i see them it's fine but it's totally fine but it's just one of those things where it just gets awkward. It's not necessary. And it's just better to not go there. And yeah. I find when you date a comic, you're basically like dating yourself almost because it's like two people yeah. like operating from that high energy. It's just not so true. It's not worth it. Well, when I dated my fiance, he was or when the show got canceled, we went to a dinner. There was like a dinner to kind of like a year later, a dinner where everyone from the show got together for a dinner for this 16 year old kids. One of the producers kids who was a fan of the show. So they asked me to be at the dinner. All my friends bailed. 
So I show up to this dinner by myself. It was at Boa. So, you know, I'm not going to say no to a free meal at Boa. Absolutely It's not. like one of the best steakhouse yeah. in L.A. So, um, Great I, happy hour also yeah. for meatballs. Do they? I never knew LA. that. Yeah, wow. they have a good happy hour. Wow. They, they just got a free plug. <laughs> um, and they, yeah, so I went. I ended up sitting next to him. We really hit it off. And I'll tell you what it is. See, he wasn't really my type. And Crystal in her early 20s would have never been interested. Yeah. But there was something about him making it all about me that was so refreshing because it's usually me making it all about the man. Like, let me bow down to you. Let me do what do you you want? Because, you know, your pussy gets wet over a guy and you lose your fucking mind, you know? And so with him, I'll be honest, at first... I wasn't that sexually attracted to him. And he's a beautiful man. Um, I just, I don't know. He didn't really do it for me. But I was like, there's something I'm very drawn to about him. So maybe if we become friends, I didn't know what it was going to be. But he asked me to dinner. I said yes. Um, And it was just, he was such a sweet, gentle. He was just something I had never had before. And I never knew that that was what I wanted or what I needed until I tried it. Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy that I didn't deny him the opportunity but what's funny is if had I not worked with him and known him in that sense I probably would have said no Mm -hmm. you're not really my type you know um so I was really happy that um I went for it when I really wasn't sure if he was my type or because you go on these dates with these guys that you're like yes I'm so into him he's he's definitely my type and then a few dates go by and you're like he's a piece of shit the motherfucker <laughs> you know he, he's dating he eight other to girls one thing yeah. I've said. not one thing <laughs> he's been staring at my tits this entire dinner which is okay which but. is fine you have great tits like you. i've stared at them since i met you it's <laughs> fine they're great i love boobs i feel like every girl loves boobs got boobs are great boobs are great I feel like also, I not feel like, I wanted to know, is your family strict about you dating an Arab? How does that work? Well, this meatball is delicious, by the way. I'm it's sorry. a turkey meatball because oh, I didn't amazing. know. I've, I've learned my lesson. Some guests are like, oh, I don't eat pork. Yeah. beef so mm-hmm. I've, I've gone turkey smart out great smart i'm surprised it's not vegan right i would have been disappointed those are been- so hard to find by the way <laughs> usually they just get the cheese balls if they're vegan oh wait so no they don't they're vegan anyway no, there's fake cheese balls though there's fake ones this mozzarella these mozzarella, so like, are these mozzarella balls? yeah they are they're so good sorry what was the question right um is your family cool is he arab like no do you- he's white he's white okay. um so now that he's doing well <laughs> <laughs> they love him. Um, you know, when I lived in Detroit, I only dated Arab men, but there's a huge, you know, I'm, I'm Catholic Arab mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of Christians in the Middle East. I mean, there is in Lebanon, but in Iraq, where my family's from, they make up 1% of the whole country. Somehow they all ended up in Detroit. So there's a population of about 200,000 of them in the metro Detroit area. So it's this very close-knit community where we all just date each other and don't really fuck with other cultures, to be honest. Now it's gotten a little bit different, but it's like their own little community. Um, You're definitely judged for dating outside of, you know, it. But um, when I moved... You know, there's not any of them here in L.A. So what was I supposed to do? You yeah. Know? So there were some but that had moved here also from Detroit, but they were like my brothers. They were like, you know, very close friends of mine. Um, also, I came here very angry because that community is so hard on women uh-huh. and so judgmental and the double standard and uh, the double standards and all that jazz. So when I moved here, I just kind of was very turned off by them. 
white guys. What's funny is to the Arab men, I'm just this whore. What a whore. She doesn't live with her family. She's got her tits out sometimes. Uh, with God. white guys, they're like, she's an angel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's a goddamn angel. Um, so was, you're not just white guys, but black guys, any other, anything other than strict Arabs. Uh-huh. Um, they're like, she's a goddamn angel. But in my community, it's whore this. Like when I first moved to like, she's out there fucking for money. Like they didn't know what to do with themselves, you know, because I was well known in the community. Yeah. Um, and so well, you have a presence. I feel like it would be you. impossible for you not to be. Well, well, also, I just had a loud fucking mouth, and a yeah. lot of the girls don't. So I want to know, our, yeah. this podcast is about where you're from, yeah. how you got to be the way you sure. are. So I want to know what little girl Crystal was yeah. like <laughs> growing up, and like how you turned into this strong, powerful, full well, hustler. I was a tomboy growing up. Okay. My brother's only one year older than I am. Mm. He's the only boy. And then three girls. So four of us total in my family, kids-wise. So my three siblings, my two younger sisters and I, because he's the only boy, I don't know if you know this, but and I think Italian households too, the boy is God of the family. Oh, yeah. Especially because he's the only boy mm. and he's the oldest. So we all were like, oh, my God, he's amazing. So growing up, he got all the attention. He's only a year older. So he was the one that everyone was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then for me, it's just like, oh, you had a girl? Cool. You know? Cool. Great. So uh, <laughs> I just wanted to be like him. So I was a tomboy. Um, then, you know, I started growing some titties. My titties are natural. So once those titties grew in, I was like, well, I better, you know, use them. Yeah. So then I started becoming more feminine when I got into, uh, when I think it was like the seventh or eighth grade. Um and yeah, it just, were you able to embrace that or was that like looked down upon? Well, in like fifth and sixth grade, I had big boobs and I used to wear minimizer bras because okay. people, when you're that young, you're weird for having big boobs. But when you get to seventh, eighth grade and you have big titties, they're like, Ooh, she all of a sudden big boobs. Yeah. Wow. So I let them run free then. But, um, yeah, I didn't in middle school. I wasn't bad. I wasn't outspoken yet. I got great grades. I kept my head down. People made me feel bad about the fact that I was Arab. So, you know, it's just weird. We would eat different. If someone would come over and hang out, we're eating different foods. And they're like, well, ew, it's so weird. It smells bad. What are you eating? You know, it's just like Middle Eastern food. Yeah. Kebabs. And, you know, what? now it's like now everyone, everyone loves Mediterranean Mediterranean food. Mediterranean food. Yeah, it's corner. crazy. Yeah. Um, but back then, you know, people knock what they don't know. And as kids, it's not, you know, racism or prejudice. It's just ignorance. Yeah. Um, so eventually... Uh, you know, you grow out of it and you learn. Um, but it's so hard because you already have to teach your kids so much. So to then also teach them like, you know, sometimes you're going to go to someone's house and it's going to be different and you should still accept that. And not because in their own house, they'll talk shit to their mom and be like, this is weird. I don't want to eat it. Yeah. So you can't take it personal. I mean, now I look back and I'm like, I, I could understand them saying it because they didn't mean it in a mean or malicious way because they probably did it in their own home. But back then hearing it, it was hurtful because you're like, oh, I'm so different. And then you start developing this whole thing of like, I used to tell people I was only half Arab, half white, (laughs) half Arab, because I was like, so just, I don't know. I I don't want to say ashamed. I feel bad saying that, but I was, um, now I very much embrace it. It's on my bio. It's fucking yeah. everywhere. I used but, to do the opposite, though, because really? I'm actually Italian. I'm half Italian. Yeah. And then Irish, English, and German. But because I grew up in Jersey and it was so acceptable yeah. to be, I was like, I'm 100% Italian. Yeah. <laughs> I <Like>, just <laughs> lied, leaned into it. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's just funny, like, where you grow right. up. Right. How well, you when are. When I got to high school, 
then I got the two schools merged. So there was two middle schools where I grew up. One of them is where all the like white kids went. The other one is where all the black kids and the Arabs went. Wow. So my mom sent us to the, to the one furthest from our house, uh-huh. um, which is where all the white kids went. So um, when we got to high school, everyone came together. It was both the middle schools. So then I turned into a giant bully because I was like, everyone that bullied me in middle school is now about to get fucked up. Because <laughs> then I got to high school with all my older friends who who were also Arab that I grew up with. Yeah. Um, and they all had my back. Like they, I was like their. Plus, I have a lot of hot older cousins, so they all like were in love with my cousins. So everyone wanted to impress me. Oh, for so they're sure. like, what do you need? We got you. You I know, feel like you have a really good gene pool. Yeah, I do. you should see my brother; he's beautiful. Um, I can only imagine, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, so we got to high school, and then I got, in high school, I was just horrible. I was like, just always getting into fights and just super angry. And uh, yeah, so moving away was good for me because yeah. you get outside of the bubble. And you, you have no choice but to learn who you are as a person, the true you, versus the angry, sad, you don't know how to, you know, work out your emotions person. So, yeah, coming to, to California was one of the best things that could have happened. I can't imagine who I'd be as a person still living in Detroit. You'd probably be married to, like, yeah. your eighth cousin. Yeah, I'd yeah. be married to my eighth cousin, <laughs> and I'd be angry. We'd probably get the cops called on us all the time. I'm just you joking. would be no. Ronnie and his I'd have, like, four kids. Baby mama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just fighting. Great mugshot, though. Yeah. It would yeah. be great. Yeah. Um, I want to know, were you studying broadcasting or anything? Like, how did you... Sure. Decide, oh, California, I want to do entertainment. Like, how did that happen? Well, my mom's a teacher, so she's very big on education. Uh, But when I was in high school, you know, like I told you, I was a troublemaker. So I didn't have like the best GPA. I didn't graduate with the best GPA. So I had two choices. I could go to like Marquette or like very like lower tier colleges Mm -hmm. um, or like a community college. I decided to go get a trade degree in broadcasting. So I went to Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts, which taught me nothing, but I had the degree. Um, It's great for like behind the scenes, like if you want to direct news or, but if you want to be talent, I don't personally think it's the best, best place. I think you got to go get a journalism degree um, because that's what these big, big news stations look for. Um, in Detroit, I could have easily gotten a job, you know, doing news there, but, um, that just wasn't my goal. Yeah. Um, so I moved here and to be honest, what, what I learned the most, like how to host was just by doing it and hosting classes, improv classes helped too, because I got a lot of jobs for being so quick behind the mic. Well, that was the coolest thing also. I thought watching you do stand up before I saw it that you were just going to have like one punch after another. Yeah. Your crowd work. Yeah. Was so on point. Was it? Thank you. I forget what happened. There was a guy or a girl maybe. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But you put them in their place. You did callbacks with them. Like you're not just like a one trick pony. Yeah. Like you can step out. Well, I do that. If I do crowd work, it's because I'm showing off that. And that's funny. Do you know Barry? Barry? uh, Who's that big manager? Barry Katz. Barry Katz. He came and I, I asked him to come watch me once. Mm-hmm. And I did Malibu Playhouse. The first half I was trying to record a late night set. So the first half, my first like five minutes of my set, I just did five minutes of straight jokes. Yeah. Then I was like, I'm going to fuck with everyone. So this motherfucker knows. I Because people chops. say everything under the sun. They don't want to give you. And I'm not saying he did this. He's not this way at all. He's actually great with women, which I was very surprised that he's like the sweetest human he's being. He's very on supportive. Earth. Yeah, he's such a good person. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, even when he's honest, giving you criticism, like it's constructive. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And at, so the last half of the show, I just did crowd work. And the crowd work went so well 
that they gave me extra time. Like he didn't give me the light, the guy that did the show. And um, afterwards, Barry Katz came up to me. He said, I I thought he was going to be like, oh, you're amazing. I thought I was because I fucking destroyed. So I'm like, oh, he's about to be like, you're amazing. Let me sign you right now. And so he says to me, I don't understand what you just did. So you start the first half doing jokes and then what you do? You just talk to the crowd. You just gave up. What do you mean? I gave up. I killed it. He goes, you're showing off. You're showing off. He said, we get it. You're funny, but you're not going to get a special doing crowd work. Mm -hmm. But this is my, and I'll tell you why I disagree. Because sometimes I have crowd work that I do that I do repeatedly. Like I know what to say. Yeah. If that makes sense. If your response to me is something, I know exactly what to say. A lot of the times it's just off the cuff. Okay. So a lot of times I come up with new jokes that way, Mm -hmm. you know, based on a conversation I had with, um, an audience member. Also people want to make any excuse possible to say a woman is not funny or credit someone else for how funny she is. So, Oh yeah, her jokes are good. She must have someone writing for her or she must. Oh, her, I heard her husband's smart. Maybe her husband's helping her or, Oh, uh, maybe someone's helping her. She's pretty. So people are probably giving her tags or first of all no one has written any fucking joke but myself mm. jody miller gave me one tag once which was fucking incredible i coach with her she's, i coach with her too she's amazing i love jody she's great but she doesn't and you know this if you've coached with her she doesn't write jokes for you no you sit you use her as a soundboard mm-hmm. is this funny no okay move on or why don't you look at it this way or look at it that she's great at that stuff but she's not writing jokes she's a good for you. redirectioner yeah she's good you know and she gave me a tag once that was just incredible i don't do the joke anymore but um it was great it's a good joke it's not like a belly laugh joke but it's a smart joke and she added that tag so it made it even better i loved it so i was listening to the almost 30 podcast which they've been on here before krista and Lindsay simsick um and eliza was their guest yeah and she did a whole thing where she talked about how the reason why people say women aren't funny is because it used to be there'd be one woman on every like five shows. Right. And so if that girl didn't do a good job, immediately everyone's like, oh, that chick's not funny. Right. But now it's so saturated. I feel like it's just like dated if you say women aren't funny. Like, well, there's just, so many funny. So a lot many. of times the women are the funniest one on the right. lineup. I, it's like a... Just a breath of fresh air almost. But that's why I do crowd work is be- sometimes when I say I do it to show off because there's no fucking way you can say shit. If I'm doing crowd work and it's off the cuff and you know it's off the cuff because it's someone saying some weird ass shit in the audience, there's no way anyone can leave and be like, she's not funny. Yeah. Even if you don't like my style of jokes, bitch, I'm quick as fuck. So what can you, you can't say, it's not fair. Like you're just, you're just looking for a reason to fuck with me. You know what I mean? I love it. I feel like that's like the bully crystal from like seventh well, yeah. grade coming Well, I'm out. very like, that's, you know, because I've worked so hard, I'm, I'm not, at first I'd be like, I try to like downplay it. Like, oh yeah. But now I'm like, no, I think that I'm funny and I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to continue to say it because you have to manifest your destiny. If you're constantly like this little hermit, like, oh, I have to, I have to downplay it because people are going to get insecure. Then you fuck yourself. No. It takes you another year, uh, five, 10 years to, to take off because you're apologizing for this getting good quicker than someone else. Yeah. Yeah. No, no it's crazy. I, and you've definitely dealt with haters and people yeah, like kind of everyone does. Yeah. Everyone does. And you know what? I don't even like to spend a lot of time talking about it, but I think, you know, I've had even friends that I've made in comedy be haters and I'm just like, it kind of feels good. Cause you're like, well, 
you're definitely doing something right if they're that intimidated by you. Exactly. You know? And the cool thing, not to keep going back to that show we did. Yeah. But it was, I forget the charity the show was for. Um, was it a charity? Oh, it was for like tampons and yeah. pads. It was a woman's, yeah. For, for, for I think, bleeding. homeless, for yeah. bleeding. Yeah. And there were such strong female comics on the show. And I think if you put us all in a lineup, you'd be like, oh, they're all probably going to do the same bits. But yeah. we were all so, so different. different and unique. Yeah. And unique. And I think the thing is about you that other comics can learn from is you just lean into who you are. Yeah. And you amplify that, I think, even more on stage. Yeah, I think it's a little more intense on stage. Um, and people actually, what's funny is when I started, they said I needed to lean away from it and that women were not going to like me. And it's the complete opposite. They respect the fact that I know who I am. Uh, and I'm not going to shy away from it. And I never shit on women in my sets. I only shit on men. Yes. No, you know, I love men so much. It's gotten me in trouble. That's how much I love men. But um, I will never shit on women ever in my set. I think there's enough people in comedy doing it. Um, and I think it's funnier to go in on men. So you started out hosting out here. Yes. As a TV host. You're a TV host. And what made you switch all of a sudden to comedy and not want to host anymore? Well, I um, I loved hosting for a little while. And then, you know, when you book something like Extra or E! News or Access Hollywood, it's like the top of the totem pole, right? Mm. So you're like, oh, this is my dream job. When I booked Extra, I was just a special correspondent. It wasn't... Uh, Actually, it's funny. The senior executive producer is a Ital- Greek and from Jersey. Oh, really? So I think that's why I got the job because she like could relate to me because I'm Arab from Detroit. Is very similar, you know, similar upbringings. Very like you don't take shit from anybody. Yeah. Um, I think that's why she liked me to be it's honest. Kind of like big dick energy. Yeah, it is big yeah. dick. Energy. I call it big titty energy. <laughs> oh, um, even better. <laughs> but she gave me the job, and uh, I was like, this is not what I want to do. I was like, if this is the top of the totem pole and this is what I'm supposed to be so excited. I wasn't excited. I was just stressed. I was like, I can't even be myself. Is this really what I want? I'll never have any sort of platform to like help, you know, women in the Middle East. And that's my ultimate goal. Yeah. And so it just felt like I was doing it to please family and people in Detroit. Yeah. But I wasn't being true to who I was. The senior executive producer there, she said to me, you need to start stand up. And I said, really? Because I thought people do stand up to get on TV and I'm already on TV. Uh, and she's like, just try it. You never know what could happen. Um, and I tried it and I loved it. But what happened was first I did, did um, crowd warm up for HBO at, at the season two ballers premiere in Miami. Oh my God. And that's when I realized how good I was at it. Okay. I know you saw me do that live event. But that was not that much engagement. That was more so me messing with the cast. Um, but at at the Miami show, I really got to engage with the crowd. And everyone, all the producers and higher-ups at HBO were coming up to me afterwards. And like, who are you? You're so funny. Do you do stand-up? And I was like, no, I'm just a host. And that's when I was like, okay, I need... But even after that, it still took me like four months to actually get on stage. Oh, really? I was just terrified of like writing jokes. Well, yeah, it's a whole different skill set. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. But when you get a joke that hits, you're like, oh, God, my that's what gets my pussy wet now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to know, because I, I feel like you always hear stories about people having all these producers and higher ups coming up to them. And then yeah. that's how they got their big break. Like, was that, did someone hire you from that? Or did you have to come back and just start writing your jokes and start doing stand up and hustling? No, I just... 
had to start writing. No one gave a fuck that I had a hosting background when I started. Yeah. Even Jay Davis had given me some spots. Um, it was cold open spots, which is why I started getting haters because they were so upset that he was giving spots to me. But it was a six minute cold open spot. And I had to bring 50 to 100 people each show. So, which I did because I have, you know, when you first start comedy, you could get millions of people out because his lineups were like insane. He'd have Jim Jeffries, fucking David Tell and, you know, Pablo Francisco all on one lineup. So at that time, his lineups were, I mean, his lineups are good now, but back then it was like. I mean, this was only two years ago, but like his lineups were crazy at the improv. When oh, I remember seeing those flyers and being like, who the fuck is this chick? Yeah, no, everyone <laughs> was everyone. like, who's this dumb bitch? But he needed help. Oh, I never help. thought you were dumb. Well, he needed help. Well, he would pick like my bikini photos as the photo. Which, I'm like, I've gotten into fights with bookers over putting. <laughs> It'll be like 10 stand up comics with a microphone in their hand and then me in a bikini. I'm like, that's not. First no. of all, you had to deep dive Google that yeah, shit. Exactly. The photo was like 10 years old. <laughs> Second of all, I'm not a bikini model third of all like not fair no. <laughs> come but, on yeah he uh guys crystal like, actually eats i'm so proud of I you know, for I eating eat so much it's not normal no it's amazing i love it i um, love it so much sorry i've eaten cheese mozzarella balls <laughs> meatballs and now reese's pieces this is what the food pyramid's made of yeah in this house exactly i'm hitting everything <laughs> yeah um sorry so he would put you on these huge shows were you scared were you a little little nervous this is the thing my first time doing stand-up was a was a show in the main room at the comedy store. It was a bringer show. And that's an aggressive room. It is, but I killed it. Oh. The bringer show, they laugh easier. Yes. But I killed so hard that I was like, oh, I'm the greatest thing in the world. You know, you get delusional. You're like, I'm amazing. You get delusional. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's very hard to bomb your first few times when all your friends are in the audience yeah, and everyone just wants exactly. to laugh. And, you know, the waitresses were high-fiving me. I was like, oh, the <laughs> shit. I'm so good. And at the time, I was a lot darker and edgier. Almost borderline offensive. Okay. Now, I don't like to be offensive at all. Really? I just... You don't have to lean on it. No. Also, I think it's cheap to mm-hmm. do, to be offensive. Yeah. I think people are coming to have a good time mm-hmm. and relieve some stress. It's enough offensive shit happening and outside. I've had people say things that hurt my feelings so about being Arab like Arab jokes I mean I don't mind them if people do it terrorist okay hilarious it's been done 2,000 times yeah. it's also not really that original because for centuries people have been shitting on you know people in offensive ways so I don't like to do that I still have some stuff that's like a little bit but nothing where people are like uncomfortable yeah in a sense you know what I mean so um, but yeah, I was, and so I was shocked that I did as well as I did, but my first time doing the cold open for Jay, I didn't bomb, but I did not do well. So that, first of all, the cold open is the hardest spot for those of you that don't do stand up. It is the hardest spot to do hands down. You don't even get an introduction. You mm-hmm. just go to the fucking stage and you do your six minutes and that's it. So I did it. I got, you know, they laughed at every joke, but it was like, Ha ha ha. You know? So then the second time I did the cold open, I did really well. Yeah. So then people were like, okay, maybe we should back off her a little bit because she's actually pretty good. But still, they were like, why aren't I getting these spots? And this is the thing when guys hate on, it's always middle aged white guys, by the way, that are hating on people for getting spots. Yeah. Whenever they hate, I always and just 
immediately say, even if she wasn't getting the spot, you wouldn't get the spot, motherfucker. You still wouldn't get it. So why are you complaining? Just be better. Just get better. Just keep doing you. Go go on the fucking road. Yeah. Go somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't want to book you. Get over it. Uh, I When I got less shows, I started my own shows and produced them. And that's what's so smart. That's a tip also. I'm definitely going to put this in bold letters. Anyone that's starting comedy should definitely listen to this episode. Yeah. Is that if you're finding you're hitting like roadblocks, you just have to keep pushing. Yeah. And find your own way. Yeah. Which is something like I've been dealing with that lately. I'll get pretty open and honest. There's a show right now that's they're filming, I think their last episode of the first season right now. And I did the show when it was at the comedy store. And I've been getting like really sad that I wasn't asked to be on it. Because I know I'm just as good or better than a lot of the people, but maybe don't have all the credits. Right. And it's so upsetting and frustrating, especially because I've always supported and helped out and did so many things. But I've had to check myself and be like, you know what? There's a reason why I'm not on this. Maybe I'll be on next season. Who knows? Like maybe there's something else that's coming. But like I can't keep just getting upset. I, I have to move forward and I just have to do my own thing and figure it out. You know, that's not my path. And that's, it's hard because, you know, we, it's only natural for us as humans to compare ourselves and be like, why not me? You know? Totally. And I think it's okay to question it occasionally. Just don't get hung up on it. You know, you can think about it and you know, and that's another thing when you don't get feedback to find out why you didn't get it. You, then your mind starts going crazy. Oh my God. You're like, well, fuck, did I do this wrong? It's like dating. Yeah. She, yeah. (laughs) Why did he stop calling? I know. I need like a five page essay as to why it didn't work out. Yeah. Um, But you don't. And when it does work out, you don't have to ask those questions. And I think that's how you have to think about life. Very similar to dating. Like when it's supposed to happen, it happens and it comes. And I think for me, I dated a lot of guys before being in a long-term relationship. And when it worked, it worked and it clicked. And I think that's how we need to look at careers and life. So true. This is going to bring us into the just enough with Jacqueline sports section. Hey now, because I wanted, so guys, spoiler alert, the Boston Red Sox won the world series, whatever. We all know that I wanted to talk about that, but then I subscribed to this really, really awesome. It was suggested to me from the main squeeze, this daily, um, it's a sports blog, I guess it's by Kendall Baker. It's Mm -hmm. called sports internet, the rose that grew from concrete. And he posted this awesome video of Derek Rose, who apparently he scored a career high of 50 points in a basketball game yesterday. And it's a huge thing. And he's in tears in this interview. And I kind of want to play it for you guys. Are you and make for me Crystal. Cry? Okay. I might make you cry because he's had a lot happen in his career. Isn't um, he the one that like bet? Oh, Derek Rose. Sorry. I thought we were talking about baseball. Oh, yeah. This is amazing. Hold on, meatballs. I'm finding the sound. I think I have it on my phone, too. Where Where are you, Derek Rose? Oh, here it is. Okay. It's going to play. I promise. Basically, he started out really strong in his career. He had all these highs, and then he tore ACLs. He tore just a bunch of different things, and it's been, it's been pretty tough for him. And um, I guess this happened last night, I think. Yeah, Halloween night? I think so, yeah. Maybe? He got, he got a lot of shit when he was playing for the Bulls. Yeah. Because he got paid so high and didn't really deliver because he was trying to recover, you know? He was injured. So, here we go. 
Jim, I haven't checked to see what the NBA high is for point total this year, but it's awfully young in the season. That's one of the most impressive performances of the year in the entire league. He's crying into a Gatorade towel. As Rose acknowledges the crowd, and he has certainly won over some Timberwolves fans here tonight. Let's get over to Leah Bielsen. this team and it comes from you and your career high 50 points what does it mean to you goes wild. Uh, everything man i work my ass off bro I, like I did this for the, the franchise, the, the organization, the, the fans, everybody, man. I wouldn't be able to play the way I play, man. We weren't sure if it was the throwback jersey you were wearing, but you did look like Derrick Rose of old. And what did it feel like going through from beginning to end? I'm doing anything just to win, man. I, just, I play my heart out. My teammates told me before the game, just play my game. And tonight was a hell of a, a, hell of a night. So basically what um, Kendall said. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, that was probably not as... Um, that was anticlimactic for you guys. It's more you got to watch it. Watch yeah. the clip. It's hard watching a grown-ass man cry like that. I mean, it's it makes you teary-eyed. It's a lot. And one of the two things is that you have to live for others, not for yourself, and surround yourself with a support system. So true. And his big thing was when he was younger, he used to cry about how rough it was. He grew up in Englewood, um, which is one of the worst cities in the country. Yeah. Um, and he found his own path and he kept going when people mm-hmm. were like knocking him and all that. So, and you know, it, it's, it's mental warfare too, because if you start getting into, um, the frame of mind where I'm horrible or I suck or any of that shit, it could ruin, it could derail your entire career, yeah. but he didn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to work harder. You heard him. He said, I was working my ass off when a lot of athletes you'll notice after they get injured. Their careers are over, mm-hmm. but he didn't let any of that. No, he didn't lose control of his mind. And I think that's the biggest battle for us sometimes. Another losing control of your mind situation. Um, Danny Amendola, who used to play for the uh, New England Patriots. He now with play the Miami. No, he's with the Miami Dolphins oh, now. Wow. Maybe he should have stayed with the Patriots because this weekend he was caught canoodling. I put quotes in the air yeah. with another sportscaster. Oh. She's pretty hot and awesome but he has a long-term girlfriend olivia colpo Uh who i think is one of the most beautiful women in the world yeah Yeah, insane but this weekend apparently she was in australia shooting for sports illustrated Mm -hmm. some slamming pic she literally is a real snake wrapped around her body in these pictures wow yeah hope it doesn't choke her exactly (laughs) have you ever had a snake wrapped around you i would never put myself in that situation really i've had a snake wrapped around my neck once crazy was it like a britney spears thing you were doing it should have been yeah Yeah, i think i was trying to channel that okay yeah i'm not scared of snakes you. Was oh, that the song she did that, sla- that snake to? Um, yes. Wow. Very good. Oh, I'm good. The I snake, know my Britney do you know, trivia. Do you know the snake's name? Britney's snake's name? Yeah. If you really know this, <laughs> I might have to get up and leave. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's the snake's name. Banana. 
Of course it is. Of course That it would is. have probably been my guess. Yeah, it's I'm really cool. Uh, I'm happy you referenced Brittany because I normally at the end of the podcast have my guests do a Lady Gaga read because she's oh. like Goal's guest because okay. she retweeted me once and now I feel like we're best oh friends. Oh my God. Um, amazing. But you're actually doing a Britney Spears read. Um, oh, great. Yeah. I like I, her more than Gaga. So there you go. Perfect. It's so like, I love Lady Gaga. I think she's fantastic. But I grew up on Britney Spears. Yeah. So same. It took me a while to lean into Gaga, but now I'm really yeah. No, I love her. I think she's fantastic. I think I watched her too on um, what show did she win an Emmy for? Oh, American Horror Story. She was just so good in that, and I just couldn't. I was that was when I became a fan. I was like, wow, this is a talented woman. You're like, oh, and I just loved the character. I loved the way they dressed her up. Everything. I I loved her energy. It was just so weird. But she was so just raw and just ugh, talk about sexy. stone-faced you know that's crazy anyway yeah, so i want to know because a lot of there's tristan and chloe cheating rumors yeah. there's i like how olivia is dealing with it so far she has how not did, acknowledged well because this is a thing they were pretty innocent photos i saw the photos on tmz okay it could have been that she was invited from someone else and he was just having a conversation with her yeah now with the Tristan Thompson, Chloe, it's different. He's like making out with two chicks at once on a video. He He's was like caught openly red-handed. doing it. Yeah, it was and repeatedly disgusting. doing yeah. it. Um, but with Danny, <clears throat> he it could be innocent. It could just be that he's having a conversation. Um, the problem with celebrity relationships is that any little thing can be twisted into a million things and people are going to run with it because they want a good story um so it could be innocent i don't really want to put him in the doghouse yet not yet um i like them together they broke up for a little bit got back i think they're good for each other again we're talking like we know them all right Um, (laughs) i I used to have a huge crush on danny amandola did you i had a huge crush on olivia oh exactly Um, i think mine switched yeah yeah. i'm team olivia she's gorgeous and just the way she dresses makes her even hotter she's great style i wanted to talk to you about your style before I yeah. let you go because you're always very put together. Thank you. I want to know your I don't secret. Know if that's a compliment. Thank you. No, no, it uh, is because it's it doesn't look like you spend like hours. It's no, just I like, don't. It's funny. People think Nicole even was at my house while I was getting ready to come see you. Yeah, and she's like, "Damn, you just got ready so quickly." And I go, "Yeah." Everyone always thinks it takes me hours to get put together but yeah. um for clothing i only wear solid colors okay i usually if i'm wearing pants it's with a bodysuit um or i wear sundresses like this i don't really have i don't do trends it's mm-hmm. always like just low cut tops i love to show some titty okay i have a small waist so i like to like show that off too i have God, no hips lucky. whatsoever I so have no hips either yeah i have no fucking hips it's so annoying i have a little bubble booty it's like a muscle butt because i work out a lot but what do you do to work out uh, I hike and I do this place called Set and Flow Yoga where it's... I love Set and Flow. I love it Seth because... Seth Manheimer. Yeah, I, lo- I don't know Seth. Everyone knows him. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know him personally. I don't take his classes, but I love it because they offer everything. They offer boot camp. They offer hot yoga. They offer bar. They offer boxing now. It's just awesome. they offer every sort of workout. I love the boot camp because I hate wearing gym shoes. Mm. So you do barefoot boot camp in a heated room. Oh. Um, so it's you very intense. Slip? I feel like I'd fall. No, I have the yoga mat. That I use my hot yoga mat where oh. it's it's slip proof. Oh, um, okay. So it's amazing. Yeah, I, I bought it that. off of Amazon. It's it's gorgeous. Everyone always asks when I have it. Where'd you get your mat from? Um, but <laughs> yeah, I love everything it. on Amazon. Um, but yeah, I, I do that. I hike a lot because it's how I come up with jokes. Uh, me too. Working yeah. out, I go for runs. Yeah, yeah. So when I do yoga or the boot camp, I don't come up with jokes because I don't have like 
my phone with me. I'm, it's not my choice of music, but I put up like I put on all my hype songs. Any rap let, song, yeah, gets me. I let my imagination run, run wild. Yeah, yeah. I think I wrote my first joke um, to a Jay Z song. It's not, drink your water. Yeah, drink it. Go for it. It's not coming to America. Something in America. He was talking about Miley Cyrus twerking in it, and I think I wrote like a terrible Miley Cyrus twerking joke from so that. Funny. Oh, yeah. I love. By the way. I loved your stand-up, and I'm going to tell you why. Why? First of all, you're so funny. Thank you. Um, secondly, you do not get, you are so free on that stage. Ugh. You are very, like, you do dances and shit. I'm like, who the fuck is this girl? When I watched you do stand I was dying. I, I remember I left, and I kept telling everyone about it, and they were laughing. They're like, yeah, that's Jack, because everyone knows Thank you. Thank you. You know, people, I, I'm getting to know everyone. Yeah. Um, I'm a little more, not standoffish, but like, I take my time meeting people. I don't like to like jump into everything. Totally. So, um, people are always like, yeah, we, we know her. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had a little leg up. I worked at the Laugh Factory 10 years ago before ever doing stand-up. So no I worked there and got to see everyone every night. <laughs> And so that's how I met a bunch of people and also dated certain comics. And then it Can wasn't... Do you ever talk about who you dated? No. Oh, it's not really. a secret? I'm, no, it's not a secret. I mean, the main squeeze knows about m- most, I would say. Okay. Um, nice. But I, I do... I was a good luck Chuck for some of them. Ooh. Yeah. I dated, I guess, Sebastian right before... Oh, my God. Like, he would be fun to date. He was fun. It's funny, though. Dating him is like dating his jokes. Like, what he talks about on stage is what you do. See, that's why he's so successful. Because yeah. he talks, he's honest. All it's my so honest, honest. My most honest jokes are my best fucking jokes. Oh, my God. Yes. The most relatable, the most brutally yeah. honest is where you go. But he was a gentleman. He was great. I... Was, we were just at different places. It was you right had before. that Italian connection. We had the Italian connection. Now it's funny. He's married to a Jewish white girl. Yes. You'd think because he's so Italian. Yeah. That he would have ended up with an Italian girl. But, no. So it's great. I think it's good to. It's good for him. Yeah. He mixed it up. I he mean, was good great. for him, whoever he ends up with. Italian, <laughs> not Italian. I don't mean to sound like that. But yeah, I, I um, yeah, I, I when I heard him on, uh, I forgot where it was, where he said, he does a joke about how his wife's Jewish. Um, and I was so shocked that he wasn't married to an Italian girl. Yeah. I think, I think Hollywood, that's what it does to the Italian boys out here. Does like, it? Yeah. That's so funny. It makes it like you don't have to be, I feel like my brother isn't going to marry an Italian girl. Yeah, though. My brother's for sure marrying an Arab. Really? 100%. <laughs> 100. He's so high maintenance. Uh, no other girl would deal with him. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. He's going to have to marry like an old school Arab girl. Is he out here? He's in Detroit. They're all in Detroit. They're They're, all they'll Detroit. live there forever. They always say we live like Kings in Detroit. I mean, it's so cheap. Why leave? Why would we come and live like peasants in LA is what yeah. they say. So. Oh, well, you're not living like a peasant. No, You've but done... I've got huge tits, a small waist and a fat ass. Yeah. So, so I'll that's... always live nice out here until my, until the, the age catches up to me. I love it. <laughs> and also your face. What do you do makeup wise? Just, um, I've done my makeup the same way since I was 16 years old. I know that sounds crazy. Um, with the exception of, I add fake eyelashes. Okay. Um, only if I think I'm going to take photos or have like a full day, like I have dinner plans at eight o'clock. Um, so I want my makeup to stay nice all day. And for whatever reason, when I put fake eyelashes on, it looks fresh all day. So, um, it just, I just opens do, your eye up. Yeah. You look awake. It, uh, it's easy cause I drink so much water. So my skin is usually clear. Like I have a zit right now. It's probably like my first zit in the past, like three or four months. So I just drink so much water. It's sick. And that helps makeup go on so much smoother. I get a facial once every other month, I think at okay. Mariah. They're pretty cheap. It's like 70 bucks. Oh, I go there. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So I just use, 
Armani foundation. Ah, I yes. do like a setting powder. I mix the seven and the 7.5. Oh, Armani. I need to start mixing because mine's lighter and then I got to put a bronzer on. Uh, and I just use Mac blush and I love lip liner. Ah, lip liner. I have chicken friend. lips. So I need, <laughs> uh, I like to line my lips and make them look bigger. Um, who do you want to work with next? Um, comedian wise. Yeah. Or is comedy your final goal or do you have other stuff you want to do too? I would like to sell a show. Okay. Um, like TV, like a scripted everything, anything. I mean, I, I'm, I have, I've been pitching, but nothing scripted. I would like to write something scripted. I just, I f- don't, I don't think my abilities as a writer are there yet. Um, but I have come up to a lot of like alternative television, like non-scripted stuff yeah. um, that I've been pitching. So I would like to get a show. And I think the more I do stand up, the better I become at everything in life i know that sounds crazy but um i just feel like it helps every part of my life oh i think it's helped with my acting more than anything yeah well they say the best actors are stand-ups don't they isn't that a thing that people say uh the best uh, the best at comedy or dramatic no nope. uh, i don't know i don't know <laughs> i heard some someone said that to me that they're like really but it makes sense because it does once i started doing stand-up for a while when someone would hand me a script that like I didn't write with just the lines that I just had to play with, it was like, Oh my God, thank you. Yeah. Like I have the work is already done. If I can play myself, I'm good. If I have to play anything else, I'm horrible. Well, I could see you having just like the crystal show. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We'll like, <laughs> you know, like everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Only like you with your, all your things. With my tits. She's yeah. about to say tits, but she stopped <laughs> herself for some reason. No, I would like to have something where I can be provided a platform to help women of the Middle East because people don't talk about it enough the way that they're mistreated. Yeah. And uh, it's sick. Like in Saudi Arabia, for example, just now they let them start driving and everyone's like, oh, they're becoming so liberal. Women can drive now. But there's a woman right now that was a protester who was just sentenced to be beheaded. Um, So it's really sick and it's sad that you... They're so proud of Saudi Arabia for letting these women drive now, but you can't protest or speak out because you'll die. So people forget to mention that, that that's still a thing. And then the U.S. is their biggest ally. So it's just stuff that shouldn't be happening. You know, in Iraq, it used to be. I hope it's still not the case. Legally, a man could kill his wife. If he had any suspicions whatsoever about her, um, he was allowed to kill her. But yeah, and not go to prison. I, I mean, we're laughing uncomfortably right now because it sounds so fucking insane. But when my parents lived there, that was a thing. So, so are you first generation? I'm first generation, yeah. Both my parents were born in Iraq. Wow. You must have some pretty cool parents that they're okay with all the stuff that you're doing. And... They weren't for a long time, but it's just kind of like, what choice do they have? Exactly. Either you become okay with it or you lose your daughter. Yeah. So I feel like my parents kind of feel the same way. Yeah. They're finally like, well, also I'm successful. I don't take any of their money. If they need money, I give it to them. So it's like, I mean, now I'm obviously not making money like I used to because I'm doing stand up. There's so much money. In I mean, stand-up. I made the most money probably in LA when I was doing bottle service at the Playboy Yeah, me too. Mansion. Oh my god. <laughs> I used to do bottle service too. That was great. Was Where making, were you doing it? I did it everywhere. I worked for SBE for a little while and then I worked for Syndicate. Oh so yeah. So they did a uh, I also worked at this place called Goa. Oh, Goa. Yeah, which was so much. would make like 700 to to 1000 a night. It's insane there. My biggest night, I think I made like $4,000. I had a guy tip me $25,000. But like you have to you share, have to share with tip the, people out the bar and, and the waitresses. So And there were so many people on. And I was the only one that had a good table that night. So yeah. it fucked me. But I mean, still a crazy amount of money. But to get paid, tip $25,000. 
extra on top of like, I think it was like six grand because he had bought so much because you, you used to be able to add automatic 20% gratuity. No matter what. Yeah. So yeah. you'd kill it. Now waitresses don't make what they used to. It's not the same. I heard in New York, they're still killing it though. The waitresses. Oh, they're there. definitely making more money there. I have friends that are in the industry there. Yeah. It's definitely changed a lot in LA because I sometimes have to bartend and whatever. And it's yeah. very different from even five years ago. It just is so much money. No. I saved so much money for the longest time. I mean, I spent it all now, but yeah. it was so lucrative. I mean, there was one year I made like a hundred grand working three nights a week. Oh, it's, it's insane. It is insane. Um, okay, what are we going to do? We're a, a few rapid fire questions. First, Dubai. Mm-hmm. Is it everything that we see that it is? I've never been to Dubai. Oh, I thought you toured in Dubai. No, I went to Malaysia. You went to Malaysia? Very, very different. What? I yeah, don't know I, why I thought you went to Dubai. No, I went to Malaysia and I was detained for eight hours. They did what? not want me there yet. So that was uh, not the best experience, but I mean, it wasn't horrible. I came back. I, Were you the only girl on that too? I was the only girl and it was, you know... Arab season in Malaysia <laughs> at the time. So everyone in the audience was Arab and they were just looking at me like they wanted me to die when I was on stage. I mean, I didn't do poorly, but I didn't do how well I normally do. Um, was it, with it was Ahmed a challenge. Ahmed? It was with a Metamed. It was with Faraz. Yeah. It was with. I've done shows. Sa- like uh, not Sammy. Sammy didn't make it, but uh, Omid Singh. Hmm. Uh, so the guys were great. They fucking destroyed. They loved the men. But for me, I had to find my pacing. And what sucked is we only had one show and I was a little intimidated because I had been detained. So I was a little nervous. Um, and I think they, to be honest, I don't think I, I was the going back. I would be like, I don't think I'm the best choice for this. I think you should either put another man or a woman that's very conservative or a woman that has very like hacky Arab jokes. That's not my style. And I shit on men. Arabs don't like to hear that. Not at all. Not the men at least, but it was funny watching the women's reactions, trying to hold in their laughter. They probably internally loved you. Yeah. They did not want to hurt their, they don't want their husbands to be like, you dumb bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's the best way you go about it is that, the men feel like it's okay to yeah. laugh at you because you are so hot and you're putting it out there on stage because you're shitting on them the whole time. So it's yeah. not like they're, you it's know. It's like a ball buster. Yeah. It's kind of like what I, you know, like, did you ever watch Jenny McCarthy and Singled Out? Oh, yeah. She fucked with the men so much. Oh, so and they much. loved it, though. Yeah. And every girl was obsessed with her, yeah. too. She did it in a way where it was just friendly and playful and not malicious. Yes. Sometimes my crowd work does come across as a little mean. So I'm trying to work on that because I don't ever want to hurt anyone's feelings. I so that. I've caught myself stopping myself mid crowd work and I'm like, God, if I would have just gone for it, it would have destroyed, but then it could have hurt this guy's feelings. Cause I don't want to do that. I'm, I, I don't want anyone to ever leave being like, what a fucking piece of shit that woman was, you know? Yeah. Do you have any last words of advice for just living your best life for um, the meatballs out there? I always say this. If you are desperate to settle down and have children, dating down is the way to go. <laughs> um, he will cherish you. He, anything you want in life, you'll get. Um, yeah, I say date down. Dating down is my piece of advice. I love it. You can gain weight. He's not going to complain. Because he's going to be obsessed with you. You can lose weight and he'll be like, oh my God. You know, just <laughs> everything's intensified when you're the catch. And that leads you into your dramatic read. Um, <laughs> I chose the song Work Bitch by Britney Spears for you. Am I supposed to sing this? You or? can. No, you could just do, read it. As if you were Crystal, just Detroit sure. Crystal, yourself right now, however you, a Jersey girl, whatever sure. you want. Okay. Yeah, you go so for it. So it starts with you wanna, you wanna. 
You want a hot body? You want a Bugatti? You want a Maserati? You better work, bitch. You want a Lamborghini sipping martinis? Look hot in a bikini? You better work, bitch. You want to live fancy, live in a big mansion, party in France? You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. Now get to work, bitch. Now get to work, bitch. Bring it on. Ring the alarm. Don't stop now. Just be the champion. Work it hard like it's your profession. I think she was that right there. She's talking about sucking your, you know, sucking dick like it's your profession. Watch out now because here it comes. Here comes the smasher. Here comes the master. Here comes the big beat, big beat disaster. No time to quit now. Just time to get it now. Pick up what I'm putting down. Pick up what I'm putting. You want a hot body? You want a Bugatti? I mean, this is uh, the whole thing. lyrics at their finest. Uh, they just they don't do music like this anymore. I know, right? So, what a classic. What a classic. Pimp yourself out and tell the meatballs where they can find you. You can find me at I am Crystal Marie on Twitter and Instagram, and I would love to have you. And um, yeah, so. And if it. you guys have any questions for Crystal, email me at whatsyourjerseypodcast at gmail.com. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Jacqueline. You're amazing. Thank you so much for being here. You're the best. Just put your paws up, because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when...